The Big House, written by Rebecca Palmer, read by Deborah Wastel. Special thanks to Jonathan Cobb, Charlotte Clark, Rosie James, Miriam Babaram, Andrew Hobday and Patrick Lynch. The train was cold. It was Christmas Eve, so the cold wasn't unexpected, but nevertheless it made her bones ache. It was that kind of cold. She was cutting it fine leaving for home on Christmas Eve, but with work the way it was, she was lucky to get away at all. Not that she had any choice in the matter. No one from the village had a choice in the matter. Anyone born to a family with a connection to the big house, so everyone, had to gather together every Christmas Eve. It was law. It was past memories sewn into their souls. Lost voices etched on their skin. A pain carried from one life to the next. There are no exceptions. The train sped past empty fields and quiet woods. It began to rain. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol was first published on the 19th of December, 1843. If only, she thought, looking at her own copy. If only the Lord and Lady of the Big House had also had a copy, had read it. Perhaps things might have turned out very differently. The train slowed down as it went across the bridge. Nearly there. It was pitch black outside. She hadn't noticed the loss of light. It had simply disappeared. She felt the train speed up. Her face reflected in the window. For a moment, she saw herself as a child again, wearing the yellow hat and scarf set she loved so much, with the snowflake pattern, a hint of a smile on her lips. She gently raised her hand to the window, as if she could hold the face of her past. But the image faded, and her hand simply hung in the air, floating somewhere between the real and the unreal. Her first memory of the big house flooded her mind. The train went on. All lanes and roads in the village can lead to the big house. That's how the Lord had wanted it, that coming or going, you'd have to pass his house, be in his constant shadow. All of the village, in some way or another, worked for the Lord, for the big house. Farmers, cooks, maids, coachmen. Which means the village is forever tied to the big house and the big house forever tied to it. That's why they all gather. A piece of each of them is forever trapped in the big house. Frozen in time one Christmas Eve a long time ago. The train pulls into a station. She leans her head against the cold glass, a moment of stillness. They've tried over the years to tear the big house down, but no person or machine could break through the walls, make a dent even. And anyone who dared to try to remove a stone from its shell or a flower from its bed was hurt in some manner or another. So they stopped trying and began to listen instead. The train moved on. Within one year of the tragedy, the whole family line that had once inhabited the big house had died. 
not a single drop of blood could be found that held any relation to the Lord or Lady. They simply ceased to exist. Some died quickly, some slowly, some in an accident, some lost their minds, others died of a broken heart. But a curse was cast on them that fateful night and there was nothing, absolutely nothing to be done. The carriage was empty now, except for her, of course, because all train tracks, as we now know, lead to the big house. It was tradition at the big house that on Christmas Eve, the Lord and Lady would throw a wonderful party for all their family and friends. No expense was spared, even when, as it had been that year, their tenants, their staff, struggled. Struggled for food, for warmth, for shelter. And that year in particular, when the people most in need were refused a Christmas bonus, as the hot geese and red wine filled the lavish hole, the pain of being seen as less cut just a little too deep. It was deathly quiet on the train. All they did was gather for a brief moment in the kitchen for a toast and a small glass of something to keep the cold at bay, to have a moment of Christmas joy. But the Lord and Lady catching them, believing them to be stealing, starting something of a rebellion, locked them in to be dealt with after the guests had gone. Maybe even call the police on some of them. That would teach them, show them who's in charge and what not. She could see in the distance the big house and hear the faintest sound of singing. She was home. The fire had started in a quiet room, positioned at the back of the house. A dog or child, playing, perhaps bored, had knocked over a candle and the fire quickly took hold as the room was filled with lavish items that burned easily. The house was quickly emptied. Everyone got out. Everyone that was deemed important, that is. The Lord and Lady only remembering the locked kitchen as the screams and shouts for help grew in the flames. Everyone from the village ran to try and save a loved one, a friend, a neighbour, but they couldn't be reached. Eventually the shouting stopped and for a brief moment, just before Christmas morning, the faintest sound of singing could be heard from the big house. They sang the first Noel. She walked from the station, stopping only to collect a lantern from her childhood home left by her mother. Following the soft light of candles and the gentle sound of voices, she made her way to the big house. The Lord and Lady weren't charged, nor did they receive any retribution from the law for their part in the deaths of the villagers. But in the end, as we know, they were punished. She reached the big house and finding her family, she joined them in song. She was the last one to arrive and with the circle now complete, together as one, the whole village lay their hands on the cold stone of the big house. And with voices raised and lights glowing, the house shook itself alive. An old warmth spilled from its windows, the air filled with smells from bygone days. 
and the sound of bells and horses' hooves echoed through time. And as a clock began to chime in a far-off room, the trapped souls of the past flew free. And just before Christmas morning, hidden in a valley surrounded by water and woods, a small village, under the shadow of a big house, partied with the dead. And it lasted all night.